Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. And welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day today. Let me remind you of a few things. Pray, and then I want to talk to you about the glory of a decade. What are or eight things in particular that I'm thankful for over the last decade? I just turned 40 recently, been reflecting on the last 10 years and all that God has done. And I just want to tell you what I've enjoyed, what God has brought into my life over the last 10 years, and I'm going to do so in descending order. So eight to one. What am I thankful for and what have I enjoyed over the last 10 years? And really, as I look forward into the future, I'm so excited about what God is doing. I want to challenge you to open your eyes through what I'm talking about. I want to just challenge you to open your eyes and see what God has done in your life. Be thankful for it. And then anticipate what God's going to do in your life over the next 10 years. And sometimes it's good to be thinking in 10-year blocks. What has God done in this last decade? What's he going to do in this next decade? And as you get older, it's easier to do that. You know, when you're younger, you're thinking in years. When you're really young, you're thinking in minutes and days. And then, you know, from the passing of the years, you start to think, man, God's been really faithful in this last decade. Or I'm looking forward to what the next decade holds. And so we're just going to reflect on a few things, and I'm just going to have a lot of fun just talking to you about what I've enjoyed and, and what I'm thankful for. And let's pray and ask the Lord's help, and then I'll tell you a few things, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for blessing over the next few minutes. I'm so thankful. There's just a list here that brings me so much joy, and I just can't think about them without thinking about you because you have blessed me with so many things. And God, I thank you for the passing of time and the joy of just each passing year and watching you work and then just knowing that you're going to continue to work in my life. And so I'm just so thankful for the life that you've given me. It's so much better than I would have come up with on my own, with my own. and you're just faithful. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Sons and Slaves podcast, Fruitful and Fearless podcast, membership. If you want any information about the membership, let me know. We'd love to sign you up. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's start in descending order, what I'm thankful for over the last decade. Number, uh, number eight, fitness. I'm really thankful for the last couple of years being kind of cattle prodded along a little bit by some people that have been helping me and encouraged me to do this. I've been a runner for almost, I don't know, 15, 17 years, something like that, and that's about it. But with the last year and a half or so, with within the last year and a half or so, I've started just training with weights, and it started with Planet Fitness, and then moving on from Planet Fitness to a program with free weights at my buddy Tyler's house, and so I've been doing deadlifting and been doing the bench press and just getting stronger. I'm entering into my 40s stronger than I was when I was entering into my 30s. My goal now is to enter into my 50s stronger than I am in my 40s, so I know where I'm at in my, you know, right now. So I think when I'm going into my 50s, I have about one decade to get stronger. And I think it will be almost impossible to go into my 60s stronger than I was in my 50s. I think that will, be, but it is a possible thing to happen 40s to 50s. So the, the discipline of running was into my life for, you know, so long that it didn't really require, re, re, excuse me, I can't talk apparently. It did not require any discipline just because it was, it's just running. I just run. It's not, not that big of a deal, not that big of a challenge. But with weight training, it had never been into my life to that degree, and now it is. A year and a half of lifting, and it's been great. So I, f I feel great, want to continue to be strong, and now with Oak on the way, 
I fast forward 18 years, I'm almost 60. And he's, you know, I'll be 58 years old when he's 18. So I've got to be strong for a long period of time. So that's the goal. I've been really thankful for fitness. Bodily training is of some value. And that's been really good for me. I've always been a thin guy, but now I'm, I'm aiming to be strong. And that's been really great. So I'm really thankful for the last year and a half. God just kind of putting that desire in me and, and being able to walk in that. And it's just been great. I'm thankful for the health that, that God's given me. All right, number seven, hunting. I think, really, hunting. Yes, hunting. You heard that correctly. Five years ago, I started hunting at the request of a friend of mine, my friend Terry, and I have not looked back. It has been such a source of joy. It requires practice. It requires thinking about it throughout the year. It requires even just relationships with people on land. You have to get to know friends or buy, buy land, and it gets you thinking multi-generationally. What I love about hunting is that it, when you're in the process of learning, you're thinking, my children and grandchildren are going to benefit from everything that I'm learning they're going to learn naturally what took me a decade to learn. And they're just going to grow up learning the things that I'm learning now. They're, they're not going to have to learn the hard way when it comes to this whole process the way I did because I started in my mid-30s. And the great thing about hunting is that it, it gives you... I, I got to go up to North... I got to go to Minnesota and bear hunt, which it, you know, happened through a friendship. Kevin Lovegreen from the podcast, he's a writer, author, and it just happened through a friendship of him inviting me up to go hunting up there. And I was able to get harvest a bear. It was incredible. And that, that's what I get to look forward to with my boys now. Rites of passage hunts with them and then with their children. Thinking about being able to do this for the long haul. I, I used to play basketball all the time. I loved all sports and was, I've always been, you know, generally a, a decent athlete. I wasn't a collegiate level athlete. Uh, I just enjoyed playing sports and it came naturally to me. It was just a, a, an easy thing. Basketball was my best sport. And back with basketball, there's just a I'm past the age, really, of being able to play at, at any high level or even a church league level at this point. But I can hunt for a long time to come. I can pull back a bow. I can I can get out in the field, shoot a gun. It's just so much joy. You're sitting in a stand. You're going through the whole process throughout the year. I just can't tell you how much I enjoy it. And I enjoy every time I go, I go out taking ransom out. I enjoy thinking about taking my taking Valor and Oak out, and then I are already thinking about grandkids. So I just love hunting. If, if you've not, you hear me talking about it all the time. The, the show has kind of developed into that, but consider it. It's it's a wonderful thing. Okay, number six, Doug Wilson. I'm thankful from hunting to Doug Wilson. There are several things that happened in 2018 that brought all of this together. 2018 was the year. You know, I had read Doug Wilson's work, Future Men, probably in 2009 or 10, I would say. A long time ago. Uh, for me, anyways, for some of you, you're like, oh, I read that. I don't know when Future Men came out, but it, it, I think it was, uh, I, I read it in the early, like 2010 range, something like that. And I read, read a couple other Doug Wilson books as well, so I was, you know, somewhat familiar with him. But it wasn't until 2018, right around the time, I think it was uh, no quarter November in 2018, maybe a little before that, where I had heard all the controversy from R. Scott Clark and all the Federal Vision stuff, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go straight to the source. I'm just going to read Doug Wilson, listen to Doug Wilson. And I started reading and listening, and just really haven't looked back with that either. It's kind of like with hunting, you start, you haven't, you haven't looked back. With Doug Wilson, same thing. I have been so grateful for him, for his fatherly guidance from afar, and the way he goes goes about not being ashamed of the scriptures. That's that's really a theme that's going to come back here in just a little bit as I get into Luke chapter 9 here in just a bit. But the, the theme of all of Christ for all of life 
and this recovery, in my mind, a recovery of Puritanism. I had been reading the Puritans for a while, and there's a disconnect between modern theology and even the modern gospel-centered movement, and this all of Christ for all of life, or all of God's word for all of life, that you discover in the Puritans. And here is Doug Wilson, and the serrated edge that was so fun that it was just, for me, life-giving because I had been involved in ministry for so long that it was a ministry of politeness and a ministry of just be nice to the non-believer and, and even, you know, a messed up ecclesiology when I first got into ministry thinking that the, the Lord's Day gathering is about the non-believer and about trying to do everything you can to not be like those other churches that are, are lame and boring. you got to be cool and edgy and all that kind of stuff. And here, actually, I found somebody uh, that was cool and edgy in the right sort of way. Just being himself, just honoring the Lord and trusting God's word and trusting that the word would do the work. And for me, there was so much life from Doug Wilson to all of Moscow, the people that are reading out there. And then I'd get to go in 2019 and with my brother, with my buddies, Brian and Dan, and that will be a, a piece here in just a minute that I'll, that I'll get to. But I'm just so thankful for Doug Wilson. It was a post-millennial conference or a missions conference that we went to and Dr. Grant was there as well, George Grant. And, you know, if you've not read a lot of Doug Wilson and you're not around that culture, just, just the happy Presbyterians, okay? I'm a happy Baptist. But the happy Presbyterians were so life-giving. And the effect that Moscow has had on my life and the fact that the, the, mess, the, the, the effect that Doug Wilson has had on my generations and, and God's work through him is just undeniable. And then through his daughters into my wife's life, into Jordan's life, has been just, I, I'm just so thankful for, you know, in 2012, it was Martin Lloyd-Jones. 2015, it was Eugene Peterson's work in pastoral ministry. And then in 2018 and 19, it was Doug Wilson. And God just used him so powerfully. And so I'm thank so thankful. Got to interview him so, so many times at this point. I can't really even remember how many times I've interviewed him. But just so thankful for, for what God has done through him. Number five, I am thankful for friends. I am so thankful for the friends that God has given me. You know, uh, Eric Kahn regularly talks about the miracle of Jesus walking around in his 30s with 12 friends. And the last few years in particular, I've got friends at our church that I am so thankful for, the guys at our church and the guys on our elder team. The elders, Andy has been a brother, my, one of my co-pastors. And, you know, with your co-pastors, we I love our elder team and Brandon has been just a dear friend. It, it, it's just a wonderful thing when you can be friends, actual friends, and have real friends within the church. Uh, Ryan Deaton, and, and I, I'm just so thankful for Ryan Deaton. I, I can't tell you how thankful I am for friends that, <clears throat> oh man, sorry, that uh, care about me and love me. And Tyler has been awesome. And just the, all the guys at church, you know who you are, that have been just such wonderful friends. And that, that's local. But then to think about the friends that are beyond local, the men in my life that have just been so awesome, have and not to mention the guys I've discipled, been discipling that are younger than me, that have just been so great. But even the guys local, the, the Shepherd's Square guys, Justin Schweitzer and 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 uh, uh, Mark Goldman and uh, Joey Hawkins and uh, I'm trying to uh, Mason Scroggins. Mason has been just so great. I'm just all, all the names. Sorry guys, um, but just men in my life that God has used. I'm just so thankful for friends. It's been a, a decade of blessing. Brian and Dan out in, in Ogden, I've spent less time with, but uh, more time with Brian. We were in Sojourn Network together, and, and Brian's influence on my life, him being a younger man, has been incredible just to be able to look up to a younger man and be influenced, and God use him in my life in such a, an awesome way. I'm just so thankful. Thankful for Riley Voth. I'm thankful for the guys, uh, for Scott Tungay and Bill Hutchess, and the guys that I've got to work with, with uh, the Majesty's Men crew. And uh, it's just 
awesome to have friends through the internet that have been great. So to have local friends that are deep, real friends that I'm so thankful for, and some of these guys, lifelong friends, and then to have friends on the internet too that I've just learned from, and, and I'm so thankful for Michael Foster as well, and he's been so kind to me. And, and guys, that uh, they're just solid men. I'm just thankful for them. And I get to look up to them and learn from them, and uh, it's been a privilege to know many of them as well. And so I'm just thankful for friends. It's just a, it's a blessing. It's, it's a great thing to have dear friends. You know, you have college buddies that are lifelong friends. My, you know, my buddy Sam and Chuck and uh, T and Dine and, and uh, guys that, uh, you know, from college that are just awesome. And then when you leave school, it, it's like this weird thing where you lose friends for a while because you just can't, you can't get traction and life happens and you have children and you're like, where are your real friends? And then I hear all the lament of every guy out on the internet that says, I don't have any friends. And then I look at my life and I'm like, man, I got an army of them. And uh, they would die for me and I would die for them. And so I'm really thankful for my friends. Really thankful. All right, number four, church. Christ Church Carbondale, the people of Christ Church Carbondale. My goodness, guys. I, I said this to our church. I got a little emotional at the church, at our church a while back. We're two weeks out from having Oak, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like God's getting me ready to, to be really sensitive or something to have our, our baby. Uh, but... Uh, our church family for seven years have been a true delight. I've not, uh, they've just been awesome. Christ Church Carbondale, the members there have been so encouraging. They have challenged our elders in the best sorts of way. They've encouraged us. They challenge us to be better men. They want the pr word preached. The men and women there, the women of our church are so incredible. Uh, the men of our church are so incredible. And I don't want to do the error that Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about in Life Together where he you know, brags so much about the congregation, but our church has been a source of blessing and joy. And guys, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. I've been in ministries before and in churches before, and uh, it wasn't, uh, wasn't that fun, honestly. Like, there was a lot of difficulties and a lot of immaturity. But for seven years, I've got to walk with godly men and women. And I've got to see them have children and raise children and love the church and love non-Christians and care about God's word, care about the right things, to fight and to sing the Psalms and to love a robust liturgy on Sunday mornings and to, to care for one another and give to one another. Uh, it's just been a, it's been an awesome seven and a half years. And Lord willing, I'll be at Christ Church Carbondale till the day I die. That's where we'll be. And we'll get to be pastored by our sons and our grandsons. That's the hope, and uh, so I'm so I'm so thankful for our church and for our elders, and elder candidates. It's just just love you guys. All right, number three, our kids. It's been a decade of children. This is uh, four children in uh, in ten years. So Ransom Valley, Providence, and now Oak, and each of them have been a source of joy. They've been a source of I just I love being a dad. It's required me to think intentionally about raising sons and about raising our daughter, and to think through even formalizing what it means to be a man, and then these rites of passages because I want to raise them from 10 to 18, eight years of, not that the years prior to that are not intentional. They are when it comes to laying a foundation of fatherhood or a foundation of what what is the law of the land or what is the law of the household and pointing them and raising them in the paideia of the Lord and and uh, getting to see both of my sons so far, two, two of my three sons, trust in Christ at an early age, this is our prayer, is, is that we want to raise them and, and require them to obey God's law and trust that as we do that, the Holy Spirit of God is going to apply the law of God and the first purpose and first use of the law to their to their hearts and and draw them to himself. And that's what God has done. And, and to see that and now walk with them and, and see them develop. Ransom as a nine-year-old is just, it's awesome to have nine years with him and see him 
he's becoming a young man. He's, he's he's shooting a bow already. He's throwing. He's played some sports, but he and he's not all that into. I mean, he's good at sports, but he's not obsessed with sports like I was. Praise God, I, I'm glad about that. But he's loyal and he is disciplined and he's got he uh, he he can grow in discipline. But he's incredibly loyal and he's strong-willed. He cares about right and wrong, and. Uh, the things that he enjoys, he's very disciplined at. He just finished reading through his story Bible, 900, eight or 900 pages of the, the, the action Bible, and just finished last night. So Jordan and I, when he told us he finished, we walked downstairs and we just congratulated him and told him how proud we are of him. And I just love, love being a father. Valor is, he's, you know, the more introverted one, but he is so disciplined and he's meticulous and he just cares about the details and he's so strong-willed. We have all strong-willed children, our daughter as well. There's all of them. I mean, they're married, they're Jordanized children and Jordan's not a pushover either. She's strong-willed as well. And uh, we've got just incredible sons and uh, watching Valor just just be different than his big brother, but be comfortable in his own skin and just love the Lord. And just, he's just, he is who he is. He's an awesome young man. It's just, it's a great thing being his dad. And then with Providence, she's so, the, the she's glorious. She's beautiful. It's so different. You know, you have, you have, you love your sons and then your daughter comes along and, and you just love your daughter so much. And, and you just think about what it means to be a woman and, and wanting her to be like her mama. And uh, it's just, Gosh, I just love being a dad. So this has been a decade that's been just incredible. And I look forward to the next decade. And the decade after that, Lord willing, if if if, if I get to be a part of it, and I hope I do. So I, with Oak coming along, I'm so excited about having a third son. Oak is, he's got two big brothers and a daughter, or a sister, that are going to just love him. And I, I cannot wait to meet him. It, it's just the, the joy is already there, and you just, you just I just love him so much. And to watch Jordan carry him with some with, with, with such class has been awesome as well. So I'm thankful for my children. Number two, for marriage. Being married to Jordan has been so much fun. We've always enjoyed one another. We we like each other, and we uh, are both strong-willed. So we we will uh, we don't have the kind of marriage that we never fight, but we've always liked each other and. Beyond just loving one another, we love one another, but we've got to see each other grow over the last 10 years and to watch her grow spiritually and to watch her love homeschooling, to love raising our children, to share in, uh, you know, when when Doug Wilson came into our life, I mean, his wife and Rebecca and Rachel Jankovic came into her life and Jordan's friendship with Lexi, Jordan and Lexi through uh, the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, but just through Sojourn Network and us, us hang, through Brian and... and and her and our friendships with him, just to see Jordan grow has been a delight. For a husband to be able to watch his wife grow is, I, just can't, I mean, it's just, you, you, I mean, you know, guys, it's been awesome just to see that. And then to see what God has done in my life through her to where there's been growth as a, just as a couple. And I've seen so much growth for us as a married couple over the last 10 years. It's just been, it's wonderful. And to be married to a woman that fears the Lord and is the opposite of the prophet. She builds her house. She doesn't tear it down. And she's a joy. And uh, it's an honor to praise her at the gates. I'm so thankful. Look forward to the however many years God gives us. I just look forward to our life together. It's it's fun. And I look forward to this next de de decade. So as I reflect, you know, bumping into my 40s, looking back, you know, you don't ever think you're going to get there, you know, at a certain age, whatever it is. And you're like, well, that's so far out there. And then you get there. And uh, just, it's having a lot of fun in marriage. It's just great. And then number one, growth in Christ. Last 10 years has been a wonderful thing. 
you know, doctrinally, I've not really grown a whole lot. I mean, it's, it's changed a whole lot anyways. It's just kind of been the same. Just Reformed Baptist, been Reformed Baptist for I don't know how many years now, a long time. Um, 16, 17, since 2007, I guess. And, you know, there's growth. And in 2018, though, Doug Wilson happened, but also I preached a sermon at the end of that year that was uh, just kind of a turning point for me. I, I'd always preached God's Word. I always preached through books of the Bible. But that year, we ended the year with three kind of standalone sermons before we went into, I forget what book it was we were preaching next. But it was these words that gripped me. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. And that was a line in the sand for me. It prepared us for 2020. It has been... It's been so invigorating to think through because of 2020 and what was thrust upon us to think through Christian resistance or Christian political theology and to to discover the restoration, you know, like the, I mean, not the restoration, the, uh, uh, to, my goodness, Gary North and Rush Dooney and not the restorationists, that's like the guys from the, the, the 1600s uh, or the guys from the, from the 1850s and the Christian church guys, but, uh, uh, Reconstructionist. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but to think about uh, Rush Dooney and to think about Kuiper and then and Van Til and that whole stream of, of basically new Puritanism, that has been awesome through Doug Wilson. And life in Christ through just not being ashamed of God's Word. What does God's Word say? And I read at the end of 2018, I also read Lectures on Calvinism by Kuiper. And that is a, it's a paradigm shifter. It, it, changes your perspective on everything and it, it takes the compartmentalized you know God's word here is authoritative God's word here is authoritative but I don't know about it there like those people seem to if they stiff arm God's word well then God's authority stops when when he gets stiffed arm it's like no no hold on a second that's not how it goes um it's just not how it goes at all and uh, Kuiper was so helpful but life in Christ has been wonder it's just been a, it's been a great ride over the last decade and just to be excited about what God's doing in my life personally, is it's a, uh, it's awesome. It's it's been I got to read through the Bible from since 2011 till today. So this is year 13, I think, of reading through the Bible. So just personal devotional stuff has been has been good. Prayer life, as always, I, you know, there's there can be growth in communion with God, and I think that's a, a kind of a perpetual thing. I was just praying in a deer stand the other night, just thinking, God, why is prayer just this perpetual difficulty for some reason? Where in you know. That communion, though, just spending time with the Lord, um, it, is, it remains a, a wonderful thing. And uh, there's always growth in the Christian life, certainly. But that has been a wonderful thing. Also, just post-millennialism has been a huge piece of joy over the last few years. And patriarchy and recognizing the difference between complementarianism and biblical patriarchy. And just the joy of thinking about authority and, and responsibility. And then the joy of thinking about biblical womanhood, that, that's the other side of that, that is a positive vision for womanhood that is, I, I want, I'm just, it's just non-apologetic. Again, when you realize it, we don't have the liberty to be ashamed of God's word about anything, then it really frees you up. For It's like, all right, if, if you're not afraid of, of people because you honor the Lord, then there's a lot of freedom there to not be liked if you're not liked. If it's because you're proclaiming God's word or making a stand in accordance with God's word. And there's just uh, there's a lot of freedom there. Um, you know, discovering third use of the law, just really, you know, knowing about the third use, but then the, its application 
has been awesome as well. Loving and delighting in God's law. Oh, it's great. So I say all this, I don't know if you're still hanging with me. You might not be almost 40. You might be 50s, 60s, or, you know, bumping into 30. But there are things over the last 10 years that you can be thankful for. And let this cattle prod you. Let this inspire you. Let this, you know, turn your attention backwards and be thankful for all that God has done and then anticipate what's coming. Because I don't know about, about you, but I'm pretty hopeful about what's coming this, this next decade. I'm pretty hopeful about the man I, I want to be, Lord willing, when I'm 50 and what's going to be happening in the Sparks household and, and being able to see all that God does over the next 10 years in my children's life or my wife's life or in the life of our church. And uh, there's a lot of great things to come. There's a lot of crummy things in the world right now. But when you just think about your life, my father-in-law is always saying that. If you just narrow it down, think about your life, man. Life is pretty great. And there's been difficulties. Uh, if you don't know, there's been difficulties in my life with uh, with uh, my parents. It's been the last 10 years. My parents divorced and, and all the things that surround around uh, around that and, and challenges that, that have come. But uh, God's faithful. And it's like kind of the, the bad things are, to me anyways, a blip on the radar when you think about all the good things. And I, I hope that's the case with you as well. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I know this has been kind of personal. <laughs> Sorry, I've never uh, kind of got a little emotional on the podcast before. But uh, there you go. It's first for everything, right? And uh, thanks so much for being here. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crypt podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrypt.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crypt, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.